Testing. Welcome, welcome. Let's go. Let's do this. It's podcast time. You know, this is a little bit a little bit calmer, groovier intro music than the bombastic thing that I love too, but it kind of flows. I like it. Yeah, this is uh by art underscore work thirty on Instagram. It's actually the dynamic superiors. It's a it's a it's a loop of the song, leave it alone. Really? Yeah. I like it. I like the rhythmic uh, music, you know, the loop. I don't know how long that loop is, but just keeps it's got going. a good flow. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome Incredible. To 2020. 2020. I'm I'm as, ex- as excited as ever. Doesn't it feel good like 2020? I, I don't know if it's the OCD in me, but just like 2020 vision. I feel like it's a like a powerful year. Yeah. Just you, the, you know, the d- numbers. 2020. Right. You know, at the end of each year in my house, I like to do a year in review where we take all of the photos and the videos that we do with the family and we put them into the photos app and then we do a slideshow. And so it gives everybody a feeling of closure and like, look at everything that we've done. Yes. So my son texts me and is like, decade in review question mark, right? Just like Spotify. You know how Spotify does your decade in review if, if you do a playlist. And I was like, oh, yes, I got to do this. <laughs> but the process of actually getting a whole decade's worth of photos and videos, I had to get them off of other hard drives and yeah. sort of put them all in one unified place. And I had to look at all these photographs yeah. and get them into a slideshow <laughs> form. And then you take a bunch of photos. like, And so some of them are good and some of them are bad, but you tend to not throw any of them away. So I ended up doing a decade in review. It took me like hours to do but when you hit that 2020 number you end yeah. up like you're at the beginning of a decade yeah that's huge so um how did, how did it, it turn out like i think it turned show? out great you but guys watch it as a family we will all sit down and we watched it as a family um it took like a whole hour but it didn't even feel like an hour <laughs> but i have to yeah, tell you uh one of the best videos was taken just as the baby the baby's already born. I mean, the born, but just the first hours of the baby's life, sort of videoing yeah. the baby and then the kids holding the new baby. Uh-huh. That was some of the best stuff that I'm glad that I took that video. It really yeah. took me back. Yeah, that is so cool. It, it is crazy to think back 10 years that uh, some of our, our kids that we know and love and just can't imagine our families without weren't even here Yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. And to hear their little noises and the sounds that they make, it's really fun. Um, uh, that's awesome. So since it's the beginning of 2020, I wanted to share uh, this quote with you. It's kind of deep, so don't let it get you down. <laughs> oh, man. But it, yeah, I know. Okay, right, so, let's hear this. This came from an article on CNBC, so you can go look it up. But someone once told me the definition of hell. Okay, I know. I know. Okay, all right. On your last day on earth, the person you became will meet the person you could have become. Whoa, that is deep. That is kind of scary, isn't it? And if it's just your twin, then you feel good. It's like, I yeah, then you're just like, that's the purpose. That was it. <laughs> Filled my top potential. <laughs> I'm going to take that one on the bright side. Okay, that's so, good. <laughs> so I thought um, the article that mentioned this was called. What things do you need to give up in order to be successful? 13 things you need to give up in order to be successful. Yeah, that's so good. is there something 
that you feel like you're doing, either personally, just a habit that you have that you want to actually give up or stop doing because you think it'll make a more successful you in, in 2020? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that you know when we when we talk about goal setting it's really easy to think about what we're going to bring into our lives and we don't often talk about the things that we're going to let go of and we got to make space for those new things so one really big thing i am intentionally trying to stop doing is collecting stuff yeah what um, kind of stuff just stuff you know like it's it's uh so so many things come into our lives in in our day and age with so much manufacturing and gifts from people and things kids bring home from school and stuff you buy at the store and, and stuff just like accumulates, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we did, my wife and I, um, did some of the Marie Kondo, uh, Oh yeah. She's got that Netflix documentary and a book and stuff. So yeah. Which, which one of her recommendations did you adopt? So, so my wife had known about this previously and I actually read the book and there was all sorts of stuff in there that, that I connected with and, and followed her process of kind of going through your things in categorically and getting rid of things that you don't absolutely need. And so that's, that's a big one for us. You know, my, my dad always has said that the more stuff you own, the more stuff owns you. Mm. And you can get into a place where you just spend all your time managing stuff that you don't even really care about. Mm. You know, you just get rid of it. You don't, you don't need it. Yeah. What do you think is the impulse that makes you keep it because i am one of those keepers i do need help oh, to throw stuff away i yeah. really do yeah i could i i don't actually I relate to go. that but yeah is that what you feel like it's just hard to it, it, i think part of the um maybe it's this is that part of frugality is being able to reuse things so when i see something let's take i'll give you an example okay a cd case holder yeah. Like yeah, yeah, for yeah. CDs. So yeah. it, it could be useful because I have a bunch of old CDs. And yeah. then you think, well, I'll introduce the kids to a bunch of music they haven't heard before. And they'll play the CD in the CD player that's connected to an old-fashioned stereo that we have mm -hmm. that allows them to play records. But what ends up happening <laughs> yeah. is it just sort of stays there unused, <laughs> but I don't throw it away. Yeah. Right? Right. So in the frugality or plans or goals or i'll do something yeah, with that right. in the future ends up and can just stick around for years one of the things that um one of marie kondo's principles that stuck out to me that i felt like was really helpful was that things come into your life in the season that they need to be there mm. she says like the best time for you to read a book is right when you hear about it when it's like right there in front of you and it comes up in your life for whatever reason and I think that's good because, you know, there are things that like have, have meaning to us and like old CDs could be one of those things that have some sentimental value and you want to like relive an experience. But a lot of things come when they're meant to be there and then they just need to move on and that's okay. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my thought. My mom always says, and this is, I think, a pretty well-known phrase, but, you know, one door closes and another one opens. Mm. But I think another thing, another next level of that is if you leave so many doors open then or doors close or something basically if you have too much stuff going on new doors can't open there's right, just like no right. room for the other door to open because yes you know there's too much stuff already in there yeah exactly 
Yeah, thank God I have Tracy. She can keep me on track. Yeah, is she more likely to? She's more likely to throw stuff on. away. Another yeah. thing I have a hard time letting go of is old kids' toys, which you think would be easy. Interesting, but it's been like, no, they might use that again, right? Are oh. we sure? Are we sure that they learned all the lessons that that toy was there yeah, to give them? Like it was a learning thing. You have you encountered that I, at all? Not in that way as much. In fact, I'm. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just last night, I was thinking about how I threw something away, and my daughter got it out of the garbage. It was this like. <laughs> Um, small, com- compactable, I don't know what the word is, Frisbee. It like folds up, right, into yeah. a little case. Yeah. And I was like, don't need that. Last <laughs> night I was going through this door- drawer just getting rid of stuff, and my daughter comes by. It's hilarious. So our garbage can is in a is in a drawer that pulls out under uh, the kitchen counter, right? And our kids will, if I'm emptying the garbage and the can's out of there, sometimes they'll just open the drawer and throw garbage, and it'll just hit the ground, and they won't even notice, right? Because they're just not paying attention. They're not even looking. But if you throw something of theirs away, yeah. even oh. if it's buried, <laughs> they will spot it, you know, like immediately. They're like, why did you throw this away? And they pull it out of the garbage. And so, anyway, back to they your question. Sense. I haven't had that in terms of, like, utility that I think that my kids will get out of something. But um, in some of their, like, baby toys, I have felt like, oh, my gosh, I remember when we got that for them. And it was, like, uh, kind of like a memento for that period of their life. So yeah. I have had that. Okay. So I'll run down this list from from CNBC Make It. Let's see if there's anything else that resonates with you need cool. to throw away. Give up on unhealthy lifestyle. Give up on the short-term mindset. What does that mean? Hmm. Yeah, these are like kind of deep. Yeah. yeah, working out to get a summer body versus working out because that's who you are. Short-term mindset. Huh. Give up on playing small. Number four, give up on your excuses. <laughs> give up on your <laughs> fixed mindset. Oh, a fixed mindset. Yeah, that's that's a good one. What does that mean to you? So uh, fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Um I'm not sure if uh, a particular person kind of coined that or or set that up, but the fixed mindset is like who you are is who you are. So whatever you know now is is what mm-hmm. you know, and and that changes your perspective on life from you know let's let's be open and try new things to let's um, not try to look dumb, right? Let's try to protect my position because yeah. whatever I know is what I'm going to know. So. Yeah. I can't learn anything versus the growth mindset of like, I, I'm, I am where I am, but I can, I can make steps forward. And so it's okay to, to make mistakes. And, um, six, giving up, believing in the magic bullet, giving up your perfectionism. Number eight, uh, giving up on multitasking. So this one is interesting, I think, because there's a quote here from Winston Churchill. You will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. So, like, yeah, this one kind of resonates with me. It's like focus on what you really want to do and stop. Like, every opportunity that you see isn't necessarily an opportunity you should pursue. Yeah, man, these are deep. I yeah, feel these, like I, any yeah, one we, of these you could be like, that's my one thing this yeah, year. Absolutely. You spend a whole year on that. <laughs> we should like stop right there. continue to throw <laughs> stones right. at these that's dogs right. here. That's number right. Going down number nine list. dog is give up your need to control everything. Ooh, that is that is one. Is that for one me. for you? Yeah. yeah. You feel like I, you need to control things? Yeah. I th- I think I, I could let go of more things and, and just 
it kind of relates back to just focusing on what you really care about. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I tend to control things that it really doesn't matter. Giving up on saying yes to things that don't support your goals. Yeah. kind of related to the other one. And giving up on toxic people. Giving up on the need to be liked. Giving up on your dependency on social media and television. Oh, that's, that's big. You know, I, we had you, a conversation about that yesterday. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, just about... Uh, you know, talking about teenagers and, and driving and, and getting out and right. how, how uh, since there's so much connection on social media, it's it's less of a push to actually get together, which was surprising to me. I don't have teenagers, but that seems like when I turned 16, it was like you get your license the day of your birthday and you're out with your friends and you're together and you yeah. know, socializing. Yeah, for sure. You know, I found like looking at social media late at night in bed, not a good idea. Would like to do read more books. Hmm, yeah, something um, more productive. But I will say that I do like like watching television and some movies and comedy specials in terms of like like what they say about society and yes. enjoying other people's humor yeah. and what they're bringing creatively and what they're saying about the world. So maybe mindless watching of television, too much of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I do enjoy cultural and pop culture stuff yeah i'm with you there are you you have Mm -hmm. a favorite tv show uh not tv shows um as much but there have been like uh a few movies that have come out recently that i think just like are awesome i don't know if you've seen peanut butter falcon no i haven't heard of it it's just like this coolest movie with uh shia labeouf and um uh, a a down uh an adult with down syndrome and their kind of journey through life. Um, I won't go into all the details, but I, I just thought it was like really uh, had a powerful message about how sometimes we become so rigid in today's world with um, rules and and like you know this this um, adult had Down syndrome, so he was in this facility, but the facility was really for like retired people, and it wasn't a great fit for him. But that's where the law kind of put him. And then he breaks out and goes on this journey with Shia LaBeouf and just kind of lives life. And they're like shooting shotguns and like, you know, having this experience and living life. And, and I thought that was a really good commentary about the world today and how sometimes we just need to loosen up a little bit and not be afraid to reach out and help people and, and uh, not be so afraid of the, uh, the rules or the higher powers. So... Listen, man, I am excited about the recent traction that we've gotten in the app. I want to read our most recent review, and then I want to do a round of why'd you buy that? Love it. Let's okay, it. so this this review, thank you to the reviewer, um, but it reads like this. Um, best budgeting app. Great beginning, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. we love that. If love anybody that, wants to it. leave a review, just start with that. That's good. Uh, by far the best budget app we have ever used. The app focuses on what it costs to live and what you have left over for the week. It breaks down, it breaks it down so easily for you and gives you hard actual numbers. It doesn't fill you with graphs or pie charts and tell you where you are quote unquote spending wrong. It simply takes your income and subtracts your bills and tells you what you have left to budget with per week and not a month like other apps. The app doesn't make you feel guilty about a budget. It makes you figure out how to live your life how you want once you have paid all your debts. And that's the piece that I think is is what we're trying to do with the app. Yeah, exactly. It's like sort of mindful spending away from categorization. You have a number to spend. You can spend it on things that bring you joy. And you can sort of discover the meaning behind 
hopefully why, why you're purchasing what you're purchasing. Yeah, exactly. It feels so good to have a user um, reach out uh, unsolicited and, and basically say that the, the experience they're having with the app is exactly what our original intention has always been, right? To, to, to make it simpler, to make it clear, to reduce guilt, to reduce the amount of, of management and so that people can live their life, right? I mean, that's, that's how a budgeting app should be. Yeah. So that's why we do, why'd you buy that? Why'd you buy that? What awesome. are the values that underlie some of our specific purchases that we've done in the past week or two? Yeah. So uh, I'm opening the app. We should make an app opening sound. <laughs> good. That's good. I like that. That's very good. I'll pick one here, and uh, it's called, well, it shows up as the Mardi Gras. Oh, so do you want to give a little a little background? We've I think we've done this once before. Yes, but, but why'd you buy that? Why'd you buy that? Is our little thing we do? We pick an, we pick a transaction. We mm-hmm. open the app, pick a transaction from a recent week, and explain why, why we bought that. Yeah, which gives some insight into what we value and uh, how we're using weekly. So yeah. go ahead. And we can even pick things that we bought that we're like regretful for. Yeah. We wanted to, yeah. but that also explains how we why we. That would also explain our values. Yeah. Anyway, so this one would be on the positive side. Um, it's something called the Mardi Gras uh, when it comes into the app, but it's actually Mardi Gras bowling. So it's this bowling alley that's kind of has a Mardi Gras theme, so it's like a cele- celebration. Usually, okay. so you can go there anytime. They have like weird lights and stuff like that to make the sort of ratchet up the bowling experience, as it were, right? <laughs> yes. Make it fun for kids and adults too. But on New Year's Eve, they have kids bowling. Um, and they do it from six to nine instead of nine to eleven. In fact, they have a nine. Sorry, nine to one. They have a nine to one, but we go to the younger one because I still have a couple of young kids in the house. Like mm-hmm. you, I have mm-hmm. a seven year. I have a seven year old and a nine year old, and so we want to celebrate New Year's Eve with them. But it's kind of twelve is too late, right? Usually, yeah. for, and either asleep or you know it's not fun at that point anymore. Even yeah. though they kind of have fun trying to stay up that late. Yeah. But if you go out and you can go bowling. Uh, between you know six and and nine o'clock, and the whole family can go, and the whole family can have a good time, and then at eight thirty they do this celebration of the new. They ring in the new year at eight thirty, nice. right? Yes. And they do the whole music, and there's like noisemakers, and you just pretend like it's midnight, you know, yeah. for, for everybody, for the whole family. Yes, and then you're done, and so that cost. Eighty nine dollar eighty nine ninety nine for a lane, mm-hmm. and I had a fa- I have my family I have five kids, so it's me and my wife. So we had seven people on that lane, and everybody got to try and sort of cheer each other on, and it was a good time. So yeah. I think the, that was a good good money spent um, for ninety bucks for bowling. Yeah, that's awesome. One of the things I love about that story is the we we were at a friend's house for uh, the New Year's. And they had, they have, uh, kids as well. So our kids were playing with their kids. And so they were, they were active. So that kept them up till actually at midnight. I thought we'd be at home by like 10 or something, but we stayed Mm. and I pulled up an app because I'm just weird like this, but I wanted to know exactly when it was midnight. So I got this app that's like, you know, this is the exact countdown. Synced to like satellites or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which your phone already does. Like it's not really that fancy, but you know, I just want to know the exact time. We're watching the countdown on TV though, right? From, from New York, Times Mm -hmm. Square. Mm -hmm. And the TV is like 30 or 40 seconds behind. No. 
Yeah. Are you serious? So, and I don't know if it was their setup or whatever, but, or just, I don't know. So it's television, right? I don't know how that whole thing works, what the delay is. But it's after midnight (laughs) and we're doing a countdown and I'm just like, this is lame. It's not the real thing, you know? And so for that reason, I feel like just pick a time to celebrate the new year, (laughs) cheer it on and you're done, you know? It doesn't matter. Uh, Nobody knows. It's just well, yeah. Technically, if you next year's a leap year, so every new year's a little bit off, mm, right? Until yeah. you self adjust it right. back with the yeah, leap year. That's but true. I get your point. You're like, it's all a myth. <laughs> it's already it's over. All it's already in the new year, and we're like ten, <laughs> nine. It's like no, you passed it. It's gone. Do you watch the New York ball drop? Uh, we have, yeah. I mean, the past few years, although. If you want some commentary on that, yeah. I don't know if, if you watched it this year, but it was it was sad to me. The 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 commentary leading up to the ball drop was just like so uneventful. It was like people trying to fill time. Yeah. You know, it's like I I'm so glad to be here doing right. this for ten years. It's great. Yeah. You know, and like there's just nothing. It's like, yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> chocked full of commercials, it feels yeah, like. Yeah. And then they're just saying how amazing it is. And I'm like, what percentage of that do you think is just them needing to feel like it's amazing? Or what percentage of it is like, this is incredible? Yeah. What do you think? I Well, I think it's mostly filler. Like, yeah. even if it is amazing, like, how many times can you say it's amazing before it's, like, not that amazing anymore? <laughs> I don't know, you know? It's like 20 minutes. The 20-minute countdown. Um, let's take a quick break. And then I want to come back and talk a little bit more about the app, some articles we've been reading about budgeting. It's a huge time for money management at the beginning of the new year. And uh, then we're going to we'll end with some uh, top stocks of this century. So we're going to do a little five best stocks of this century. I'm going to have you guess what you think they are in order. And it'll be a lot of fun. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Budgeting Redefined. I'm Drew Adams. I'm here with Dan Taller, And we are the co-founders of Weekly, a budgeting app in the uh, iOS app store. Uh, Weekly is an app that helps you stick to a budget by making it simple to understand what you have to spend. We're back at part two. You know, budgeting is um, a big deal at the start of the new year. We've seen... We uh, put the app in the store uh, about a month ago, like mid-November, I think is when we put it in there, maybe the late in November, but we really saw an uptick in the number of downloads right after after Christmas. Um, And it brings to uh, mind this article that was in the New York Times um, talking about budgeting. So the article was called... Uh, new budget, no budget, maybe you need a bit of both. And it goes, among those who give personal financial advice, there is a debate over budgets. Some say a budget is the only way to keep track, to keep spending in check. Others say they can put people off looking at their finances altogether. But theories can't be too black and white or one size fits all. Many people fall somewhere on the spectrum between hands off think automated or no budget approaches and hands-on techniques focused on finding out exactly where every dollar goes. 
the important thing is distinguishing which behaviors pull you toward action, reflection, and self-discovery, said Preston D. Cherry, a certified financial planner and PhD candidate at Texas Tech University. But this idea of um, no budget or something where you have to know where every dollar goes um, is is where we live, is kind of in that middle ground of can you – can you have a budget that gives you the flexibility to spend where you want to spend, but also make sure that you aren't going off the going off the rails? Right, that's the midsection. I think for a long time the 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 budgeting apps that have been higher quality have been built by bigger players that um, have a, a you know really vast feature sets and can really confuse confuse people and and also you know one of the other things with weekly is the is the breakdown of spending on a weekly basis that allows us to get rid of categories altogether and have people just manage one number that they can spend each week and so i think those those two things um really kind of help weekly shine and help people you know get involved with budgeting without feeling like they've got to you know dedicate three hours to get this thing set up and then do a bunch of work every week to make sure they're on track or every month, I guess. Also the financial times recently came out with an article. It wasn't that recent as actually in October citing a study at a university that said that people who use budgeting apps do see effectiveness. They see a 17% uh, decrease in their spending and dining out and drinking um, after starting to monitor their behavior they also discovered that people, what they call domestic spending, which um, they labeled as sort of groceries and cars, they saw a decrease in that as well. But that one actually came came back, came back up after a couple months. But the decrease in dining out and drinking seemed to be like semi-permanent, like it really affected behavior. So that was really interesting and a good a good reason to to start using an app. Yeah, that is that is interesting. So the idea is um, when people start budgeting, they tend to cut back in a lot of categories, but the one that really sticks out the most is is dining out and and uh, drinking, and which sort of makes uh, sense if you know because you need gas to get around and you need groceries, and it's uh, there's things you can do to cut that down, but um, Still got to still need to eat every week and get around. So we're up to just around 600 registered users now. And we would love to hear from you if you're using the app or if you're just enjoying this podcast because you like the conversations and you like thinking about budgeting and finance topics. Love to have you. But if you are also an app user and you want to tell us about your use of the app or something that if the app could do it would really rock your world, um, we would love to hear from you. So just send us a note to support at weeklybudgeting.com and tell us your thoughts. Um, if you're loving the app and you want to share it or let other people know about it, go to the app store and rate it and leave a review. And, you know, we may just read it, read it on the podcast. You, <laughs> you never, never know, know. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's been really exciting, kind of like Drew was saying, the, the combination of uh, Christmas – which tends to um, you know, increase people's spending and then followed up by the new year where people are 
are uh, making New Year's resolutions is really a recipe for getting people thinking about budgeting. So it's exciting to see people come in and, and um, you know, we are, we're hopeful that this year of 2020 is going to be a successful one for weekly. Yeah. I'm excited to have this community of people that we can talk to and learn from and really build an app that's tailored towards what people need to feel financially secure, free, in whatever moment they are right now and the, how they're spending their money. So to end the podcast today, and I guess as you budget, one of the things you want to do is save, um, and then you can invest once you save. And then once you're invested in things, you can see them grow, and it gives you a sort of sense of personal involvement, and you can invest in a lot of different things, and one of the things you can invest in is stocks. Um, So I saw this article that talked about the highest – ROI grossing stocks of the century. And so I thought it would be fun to just sort of think about if you took a hundred dollars and had invested it in 2000 in different stocks, what, how much money would that be today? And actually it would be fun to think about what, if you had a hundred dollars right now, what would you invest in? Not specific companies, but like areas could you invest in it? Cause you think it'll be worth the same amount of money in the future. Does that sound fun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Twenty years ago, man. That's it's it's, it's interesting. So it's the year two thousand. Right. Google has not yet gone public, right? And Facebook neither. Um, but yeah, Facebook went public like two thousand eight or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure the year, but it was yeah. a little bit of a. It was it was after Google, and Google was in two thousand four. So here's some names, and I want you to uh, think about these names. And then tell me who you think gave the highest, the lowest return out of these names. Okay, is there's six there's six names in here, six names of popular and brands that hopefully you know everybody would recognize. But these were six of the top ten highest gross highest return um, on uh, investment. It's return on investment or the the value the price of the stock at the end of the decade. Um, all right, so one would be Netflix. Okay. Mm. Uh, in no particular order, uh, Mastercard is in there. Ross Department Stores, no way. I'm already blown away. Tractor Supply list. Company, <laughs> Tractor Supply Company. You're kidding me. Monster, the the drink company. Uh, Apple, Apple. Yeah. So, so Netflix, Apple, Mastercard, Ross Department Stores, Tractor Supply. And monster energy drinks. So give me who you think top you had a hundred dollars. No, b- bottom to top, the, bottom the to top, lowest. The lowest. Well, there's a few that I'm surprised to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, Which ones? Well, Tractor Supply Company and Monster are both surprising to me. Um, I'm going to put Monster at the bottom of the list. They can't be much higher than that. I'm surprised they're on the list at all. Okay, so we've got Tractor Supply, Netflix, Ross, clothing store, right? Yeah, Ross, Ross department stores. Um, okay, so let's do Monster at the bottom, then Ross, then Tractor Supply. What are the three that are left? Netflix, Apple. Netflix, and, Apple, MasterCard. And MasterCard. So then I'd say MasterCard. Number three, Netflix number two, and Apple number one. Apple number one. Okay. 
All right. So coming in at the bottom is actually you were close, close, but it was Ross Department Stores. And by uh-huh. by bottom, I mean extraordinarily high return on investment, but the lowest of the six that we picked yeah. that were in the top ten. So if you had put a hundred dollars in Ross stock, what do you think the number would be today? Oh man, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, let's see if they had a fifteen percent return on investment year over year. That would be very successful. Mm-hmm. But I still don't know what that math is. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be more than what? I don't know, a few hundred dollars. Yeah, five hundred dollars, six thousand one hundred and three dollars. Wow. Six thousand dollars. Yeah, twenty years. What are they doing? They're Ross. It seems so. It's just one of many in the crowd. Like what? What made them so successful? And I wonder. Interesting. Don't know. You never know with with companies like that. Could be like acquisitions. You know, getting other companies. I don't know. It's interesting. Um. So number two, the next highest was Mastercard. So Ross Mastercard, Mastercard mm-hmm. would the hundred dollars would have given you six thousand three hundred and seventy nine dollars. Oh, so close. Number three was actually Apple. Mm. Below yeah, I didn't know. Tractor I mean, Supply Company. Really? Yeah. I, I was curious what Apple stock was at the beginning of the century. Yeah. They. I just looked it up online. It looks like they they went public in nineteen eighty. So that was uh, halfway in their life. Mm-hmm. Right. They've been around forty years public. So. So that was $7,516. Next is Tractor Supply Company, $10,271. Wow. Okay. That is interesting. So now you have Netflix and you have Monster. And Monster was your lowest. Yeah. Netflix is next. No way. Yeah. Monster's on top? By a long way, too. But I'll tell you the numbers. Okay, let's hear it. Netflix twenty three thousand one hundred and seventy one dollars. If you had invested ten a hundred dollars, oh wow, that's like, which is weird because I think Netflix, would, yeah. But anyway, uh, and then Monster sixty two thousand five hundred and forty four dollars. <laughs> Was there sugar stock energy like drinks. rock bottom or something? Because well, that could be another thing, right? Like, yeah. if a company is on the verge of collapse, yeah, right at you know, 2000, January 1st, 2000. Then even if they get up to like, you know, $300 a share, if they were at five cents a share, yeah, you make tons of money. It really right? does depend on so, what people thought about them in the moment. In it's 2000. hard to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if you had a hundred dollars today and you're trying to find that thing that is going to be worth this much, wh- where would you put it? Just off the top. Uh, weekly. <laughs> 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 okay you're talking Finance about an apps. industry right is Fine. that what you're saying yeah. like what industry what industry there's a there's a lot more uh room to grow in software for sure you think so yeah i think that's gonna continue to be to be a big thing but i think that's gonna be in certain segments you know like uh the medical industry like that's yeah always sure. just gonna be huge one of the ones I was going to bring up is the aging population. Yeah. Right. So things that help automate the maybe automate the care of the mm-hmm. aging population or invest in that kind of infrastructure. Yeah. I could. Be yeah, that'll be big for in sure. The next twenty years. I do believe that global warming is going to change how we behave 
in the world. So mm-hmm. I think low carbon technologies or technologies that enable a low carbon world yeah. would might be an area. Right. Eco-friendly kind of in general in terms of farming and just the whole planet I think is on people's minds. Yeah. Maybe something like, you know, new nuclear technology or something like this that allows you to get massive amounts of energy with mm-hmm. much less carbon. Right. Yeah. Uh, burning. AI, I don't re- really know where that's going. I don't know if sure if everybody is, but something in AI and robotics might be a good mm-hmm. bet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we just got to have $100. <laughs> $100. <laughs> there you go. Hey, you might want to donate now. $100 fund. I like it. We could start a GoFundMe. Okay. Get to $100, then invest it, then in 20 years, see what happens. There you go. Although you'd have to be very lucky to pick the stock that goes from $100 to... 62,000. Wow. In 20 years. Yeah. That's serious. Mm. Uh, I'm assuming their stock, that's not the current price of Monster, but that's the stock split. Anyway. Right, right, right. um, Let's wrap it up. Any uh, parting thoughts on budgeting the new year? No, let's get after it this new year. You know, we got a a great year ahead. We got um, new features we're working on with Weekly to make it better. Um, Let us know what's going on in in your life budgeting-wise and and if Weekly's been helpful for you. And let's do it. Yeah. 2020. Let's Let's go. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening.